right, all right, all right. Welcome to Fire Engineering Podcast, the training officer. I'm your host, Dave McGlynn. Uh, Fire Engineering Podcast is uh, brought to you by our sponsors, IFSTA, Tenkata, Magna Grip, and Emergency Networking. Thank you guys for all your help in sponsoring what we're able to do here with Fire Engineering Podcast and showcase uh, all the information that we need to and get that out to everybody in the uh, podcast world. Uh, so if you're new to the show, I want to thank you for joining in or tuning in, listening, however you're going to do it. Uh, Fire Engineering has like so many different syndicates now and versions of how they send this or share this information. So if you're watching, cool. If you're listening, even cooler. Thank you. Uh, so the show is called The Training Officer. Uh, we talk about things that uh, the training officer does, the roles, responsibilities of the training officer, training firefighters, uh, the importance of being in a position of influence. Um, we also talk about networking with people and and we try to uh, tap into people that have obviously a training background, but more importantly, just an understanding and a, and a passion or desire for developing other people. Uh, so tonight, as I, people typically know, I try to pick uh, a guest that I feel is good for, for the show, but it, but I also will try to have somebody that has a personal connection to me. So tonight, I'm, d I'm joined by my, my very good dear friend and my partner in crime um, from when I was up at West Point. Uh, Ken Canfield. Uh, so uh, Chief Canfield is a dedicated firefighter with 30 years combined experience and career and volunteer. Uh, he's been a chief officer for over six years. He's nationally certified executive fire officer four, fire service instructor three, fire inspector three, hazmat incident command technician, fire safety educator, as well as a New York State EMT. Uh, in addition, he's professionally cre credentialed as a fire marshal through the Center of Public for Public Safety Excellence, CPSE. Uh, he is a subject matter expert in performing technical reviews in accordance with applicable codes of contract prepared documents, conducting facility fire risk management surveys, directing crews and fire suppression, technical rescue, hazardous material response and containment, emergency medical response to developing and presenting public education campaigns. He's got years of experience in working with public with the public through community outreach programs. He's experienced in training adults children and other firefighters in fire prevention, building inspection, fire inspection procedures, structural firefighting techniques, hazardous materials awareness, hazardous materials operation, and technical rescue operations. He's also versed in managing personnel uh, and incident command. So there's a lot of good stuff there. And, and, and uh, one of the things that, uh, so Ken, just for the disclosure uh, for everybody uh, going to be uh, listening. So Ken is like, he's like my older brother, man. Like, like you know, I've, I've, I've been through some times and that guy kept me going and he's a great guy. This being fire prevention week, I wanted him because he has such a great background in all facets of our thing. Um, but he also has the background with, uh, with fire prevention and, um, and he's done it a number of years in, in, you know, both in the city world and the municipal side and, and then uh, where, where he's at now at West Point, New York. Uh, where he manages the the fire prevention branch as the as the chief of that of that branch, um, it being fire prevention week, what people need to understand is the importance of the education piece of that and uh, the onus of of a training officer or somebody responsible for that on how we get that information out there. So Ken, thank you so much for for doing this. It's a long time overdue that we got the, to get, to do this together, and and uh, you know just appreciate you being on, brother. Thank you. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a privilege to come on uh, come on your show and have a little one-on-one uh, -on -one discussion here, even though the whole world's listening to us. Right, uh, right. I think I we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time. You know, yeah. I'm a virgin to this, so uh, I think it's gonna be fun. You know, I'm I'm willing to sit here and chat, and you know, we can have a good discussion, feedback back and forth. Right. Cool, man. Thank you. Uh, so. For the people that don't know who you are, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what inspired you to get into the fire service, and and then follow that with your current position. You know, what are some of the responsibilities and why that position is so important? Uh, I think getting involved in the fire service, everybody always has a hook there. And what do I mean by that? I mean, it's very rare where people just go up and knock on the door and say, hey, I want to be a fireman. They always have somebody that's related to them, a family member, an uncle, an aunt or whatever. Uh, and, and that's where I fit in here. Um, my dad uh, was a fireman in Hyde Park, New York, in the Roosevelt Fire District. And that was our life throughout growing up, you know, ever since I was, you know, seven years old, all the way up and through. We moved away when I was 18. Uh, we were always at the firehouse. He was intricately involved in the community there. And it was a way of our life. You know, it, it was just everything revolved around the fire service. 
and that intrigued me. You know, initially he was was didn't really want me to get involved in the fire service. So I, I, I came in a little bit later in life. I think I was like 21 when I initially joined uh, the fire department. Uh, I joined Middle Hope Fire Department, which is in the town of Newburgh in Orange County, New York. Uh, and I went up through the ranks there, you know, from firefighter up through the chief. And now I'm just a regular black hat who's trying to provide uh, the best I can for, for my community still. It's been it's been a really you know I, I never forget where I came from you know as well as everybody else um, and, and I love what I do you know I, it's it's still part of my life as much as it was when I was a you know a young pup at, at seven and eight years old running around the fire truck and you know riding the calls with my dad you know because we were able to do that back at that time yeah yeah and, and you know a few things you said so like the the one thing was that you love what you do so like. So I've gotten to know you intimately and know, you know, work with you side by side and, and us work on projects together and things together and 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 see progressive growth uh, in the organization that we were both at at the same time. Um, you know, Ken, Ken's no spring chicken, so he's been doing this a long time. And, and as the the seasoned senior big brother, uh the fact that, you know, you get so, you still stay so engaged and stuff. Like I, I know, because I know you, so I would know when things would bother you and why they would bother you, um, you know, and things that you were passionate about to make sure that they, they were implemented, right? Um, you know, I think that the biggest takeaway, other than that awesome background and your experience with, you know, growing up with your dad with Big Cannonball and, 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 uh, and, being having him introduce you in that aspect and then you falling in love with it eventually anyway is just staying in love with it because as you and I know there's so many different things and reasons of crap that happens uh that you you fall out of love with a little bit and you do and you you know and you find that you still find it and I just I love that you said I know that wasn't like the course that we were going to take but just early in you just said like you know because I still love it and it just sparked me because I'm like, yeah, man, like that's important. It's very important. I mean, you, if you don't love it, then why are you doing it? You know, because if, when you start to fall out of love with it, that's when you take shortcuts, you make bad decisions, you can affect other people, you know, and then you're, you're just going through the motion step by step. And, you know, and that's not why we're here. You know, we're here to uh, provide a service to the community. But I think more importantly, you know, we're, we're here for each other. You know, we need to step up. We need to mentor the younger people, you know, make them have an understanding of what the vision is, what clear expectations of how they could get there and uh, how can they become better every day. You know, then that, that's how I continue to look at it. Right. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so then just touch on. So what, what are you doing now? So what you're, I know what your current is sharing with the audience. So what's your current role? Yeah. What's your current title? And, and like, what does that involve? What's the importance of that? So currently, I'm the assistant chief um, assigned to manage the community risk reduction program, or the, the you know the fire prevention bureau. It, you know the buzzwords that we have today. You know community risk reduction. That's a new buzzword. Um, I currently uh, do that, and uh, you know for an installation that's one of the oldest installations in the in the country. So United States military at West Point, it's approximately twenty thousand acres. You know we have a little. little maybe a thousand residential occupancies on the installation, probably 530, 540 commercial occupancies, which range from, you know, uh, powerhouses, hospitals, uh, barracks in which the cadets live in, academic buildings. You know, there's a slew. Of, we have a wide gamut of, of every occupancy you can think of, elementary schools, middle schools. So every, everything is there. We're, we're a small city. You know, at, at any given time, you know, there could be seven to 10,000 uh, individuals on the installation until, you know, we have these NCAA events and the population can, could quadruple upwards of 50 or 60,000 people. So we're, we're, we're a small city. So I, I have an opportunity to provide uh, community risk reduction to ensure safety for the uh, entire community when they, when they come to visit, whether they reside there full time and such. So it's it's a great it's it's a great thing. You know, I take pride in what I do as well as my team 
you know, that I work with and, and the rest of the individuals within the department. You know, we work at one of the, the greatest institutions in America. IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high-quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. Right, and and, and it's, so one of the things I just happen to know, so like uh, – in, in, in protection of OPSEC. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So, uh, so what do you call it? Um, you know, West Point, everybody knows what that is. Okay. It, it, unless you've been living under a rock. Uh, so it's a big deal, right. And it's constantly in the public eye. So, so one of the things outside of can do an incident command scheduling uh, overtime, you know, leave being a chief officer, doing chief officer stuff, uh, then managing the, the fire prevention ba- branch and the community risk reduction and, and attending meetings upon meetings. Like I, I, you know, I remember what your day looked like, um, but then doing plans review. So like, this is the military Academy. Uh, so the, the future Eisenhower's, the future Patton's, uh, the future Bradley's they're going to that organization. They're living in those facilities. Ken is one of the people responsible on whether or not the, the construction or the code uh, for those facilities is, uh, is up to snuff and, uh, and, and whether or not those people are allowed to eventually occupy, occupy those buildings. buildings. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. you know, and, and, and that's like a huge, huge responsibility, um, that takes obviously a level of years of expertise and not just like some jerk off that's going to go in there and be like, yeah, it looks good. You know, like, like I know, huh. you know, how dedicated you are to, to the responsibility of that. And I just wanted to share that with people is like, what you do is, is very important because it, it, it essentially applies to the future people who run our country. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to, to, to that aspect. So I know what you do. I know it's really important. I wanted the audience to understand like the magnitude of what it is that you do. It, it is big, you know, and, and it's not just me. I'm not the sole provider for doing construction plan reviews. I'm a spoke in the wheel that works with the team, you know, amongst myself, you know, there's other individuals that are checking and back checking, but we're all there for a common goal to provide, you know, quality life, health, and safety for the individuals that are going to occupy any of the newer or reconstructed buildings that are there. So, but it, it, it takes a team. It can't be just one individual. I thank you for the kind words and I appreciate that. You know, you're bringing a smile. You can see I'm smiling right now. Um, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I can see your huge smile right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Uh, so like I said early on, so, so it being fire prevention week coming up, right. And that, and that being a huge deal in, in, in our thing and, and all that. So tonight we're going to cover fire prevention week. Why is fire prevention week so important? And then what are some of the things that we need to ensure that the public and our people are trained on and that they're practicing during this week? Like, why is it so important? What are some of the things that we should make sure are covered this week? Fire Prevention Week is huge. Um, the only downside to Fire Prevention Week is that pro- I would, and I might be wrong and mistaken, and I apologize if I if I'm, you know, making a judgment. But I I think that most organizations that are out there are only doing public education during Fire Prevention Week. Um, that should be something that's done all year long, and and that's where that community risk reduction program comes in. Fire Prevention Week is awesome because really we're paying homage. There's the word of the day. We're paying homage to uh, at a tragedy. That was the whole reasoning why Fire Prevention Week was was uh, initiated was because of that great Chicago fire back in the late 1800s. I forget the specific date. Uh, right. But we're, we're reinforcing that on a yearly basis. You know, there's different topics that are being presented out there. Uh, this year, I think it's cooking fire safety. So that's going to be the theme for the week. Um, but other than just teaching that that cooking fire safety, you know, uh, departments, you know, should be looking at their districts, looking at their fire demand zones, 
looking at their response areas and 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 target you know do a statistical analysis of maybe of their the runs that they're doing in there and then you know if it's uh automatic alarms because it's uh, food on the stove then 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 they need to reinforce cooking safety and stuff like that but if it slips trip and falls at a senior center you know they can re-emphasize uh, uh, topics like that anytime we're able to touch the public and even if it's five minutes take the opportunity to have a discussion with them you know and, and explain to them different you know ins and outs on or whatever was transpiring there you know help them out like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit TenkataFabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Right. Uh, so it's it's again it's interesting you said that because that that makes sense, right? So it being Fire Prevention Week, the that in itself, you're right. It's a we we have that to pay homage, right? Um, because of uh, <clears throat> because of what happened, you know, Mrs. O'Leary's cow thing and all that stuff. Um, right. But but. More importantly is we have a responsibility to throughout the year, um, you know, educate our people, capitalize on those opportunities. Like you go to somebody's house for, for a fire alarm. That's an educational moment. You know, it we is. can explain it to is. these people, you know, right. And we explain to these people the importance of these things, you know, as we're just doing pass-bys, inspections, routine walkthroughs, whatever it is, we're out shopping. These are moments where you're right, you know, throughout the year, like, and that's the thing. I, I love that you said that because, you know, yes, we need to make sure that everybody understands exactly that is fire prevention week while fire prevention week is extremely important. And it is a great opportunity for us to showcase what we do and educate the public because they're not always available, you know, 51 or 50 of the other weeks that this is going on. We have the the responsibility and, and are tasked with the, the service to to every opportunity throw out some fire prevention education to to our customers, which is you know which is the general public, you know. So agree with that wholeheartedly. Anytime we yeah. have an opportunity to interact with the public, whether it's a, it's an automatic alarm or anything, we should just at least take five minutes and say, you know. Give them a safety message, even just to say hello, you know, and ask them how they're doing. You're still, you're, you're out there. We're wearing the shirt, T-shirts. We need to represent. We're there ultimately, you know, the fire service is a business, and we're there to provide a, a, a service to the community to ensure that they're safe. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so other than some of the things that you covered, I just, uh, you know, what are some of the things that, because this is the other the other issue that I, I've just noticed in my experience, right? So like, so we focus fire prevention week. Now it's, it's kind of two weeks, uh, you know, is it's so important that there's, there's three different things that need to be covered, right? So we need to understand how to educate children. So anybody that's familiar with, with, with instruction and methodology, that's a completely different type of execution, right? Educating children. Um, so for those of you that are responsible for for that week or, or or whatever, you know, if you have daycare centers and schools, so like I know at West Point, you know, we have we have schools and daycare centers that we have to make sure that these kids understand this kind of stuff. So you have to adjust your your methodology to them. Then you have to educate the parents uh, as well as the employees of the area that you serve. But then what we forget is to educate our firefighters, you know, like we, we oftentimes think like, this is more like they, you know, like we go through the motions, like who's going to dress as Sparky because we need somebody right. to, and you know what I mean? Who's going to do the right. voice of the robot right. thing if we need them to, or whatever, you know, right. but we also need to like explain to our guys, like, Hey, like these are some of the things that you should be saying buzzword wise and, and, and inf information wise, but then understand like 
believe in that shit too when you're saying yeah, it. You, like you, you, them, you know our, our people no, you're right they have to believe in it and i think the only way they believe in it is not forcing them to get out there and interact with in a public education event but you know have them participate with you so they become more familiar and they have an understanding of what should be presented that really mm-hmm. just if you have a discussion with somebody, right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, you're going to feel more comfortable talking about whatever topic you're talking about. You know? Right. And talking to kids versus talking to adults, you know, I, I break it down in, in with, with kids, like elementary school kids. It's more of a, a, a show and tell, you know, a, a type of event where we're going to keep it down on the, you know, and have them a little bit, a lot more interaction with show and tell. So they have opportunity to ask questions and, and, and see what we look like and how we're going to act in an event and, you know, things, what they should be doing with exit drills in the home and blah, blah, blah. But when we transition over to our, our adults and seniors, you know, then we have to transition our methodology to think about, hey, it's not more of a show and tell. They might like that a little bit, but it's more of adults like problems. Adults, they want to have their challenge by solving right. problems. So we I need agree to work that. that in. We, we need to work that into the, the topic that we're presenting to them to get the message across. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and that's that's as uh, you know, it's part of the the next part of it is just you know, for for you, I just I, there, there's no definitive answer. I just uh, in your experience, like uh, just asking you, like like you were kind of just delivering it, you know, like so, like for somebody, let's say somebody who's uh, learning how to do this kind of stuff in this educational piece, somebody that just took on this responsibility and they're tasked with this, they say, hey. You know, uh, it's Fire Prevention Week, and uh, we need you to make sure that you go out and do public education. And oh, by the way, it's going to be this many adults and this many children, right? So, like, um, if you could, I know you discussed some of it. Just if you could, you know, give some of the the differences uh, in in some suggested nuggets that you would have for helping the people have gain that success when they have to do the, the kids part, how, how what they should yeah, maybe you, be looking always, for planning wise, right. et cetera. You know, you, you always want to set everybody up for success. You don't want to see anybody fail. Um, and I think the first part of success is preparation. You know, in order for them, you can't just show up on you know roll call and say, Hey, you're doing uh, yeah. stop. Drop, and roll. Know that that happens. You're not going to do stop, drop, and roll for, you know, uh, 40 kindergartners at that time with, with a, uh, a guy that just got out of, you know, off of probation or, or is, you know, fairly new to the fire service. So right. uh, prepping them, giving them an opportunity, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, show them a lesson plan, you know, have everything built out for them and give them the opportunity to practice it in front of the guys during maybe one of the, the drill sessions during the day. You know, just so it can build confidence on those those individuals that are standing up there. It's it's not easy standing up in front of people and having, you know, teaching. You know, it's you should be more of it shouldn't be teaching. It should be you're having a discussion, and you need right. to make them feel more comfortable to have that discussion versus standing up there and lecturing and and waiting for a response. You know, it all goes back to preparation. The more you do it, the more comfortable you are going to be doing in giving that topic and. Uh, you can play off the audience, you know, and, and react to their questions or their, you know, their, their reactions that you might see facial expressions or whatever. So but pre- preparation is probably the number one thing. And that goes for anything that we do, you know, in the fire service, you need to prepare and then you need to right. practice and feel confident, you know, stand behind your convictions. You heard that word from me a bazillion times. It's one of my you know, favorite things. You just need to stand up there and do it. Not be afraid. Look at me. I'm a virgin to podcasts, and I'm here now. You know, and you're just going to get up here. I'm doing it. You like it, or you don't. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, everybody's got to start somewhere. Right. So, right. And, and you know, it's, it's it's cool. You know. No, I I I love all that. You know, that's 
that's good stuff because like, I think that's the thing is like, <clears throat> there's two sides to this. So, so when it comes to this, you get either thrust into this, right? Like you said before, like you, you, who's the probie, that's the guy that we're just going to make do this. Right. So you get people that are thrust into it and then, um, it loses its luster, uh, because it, we, we, we frame it in this way that it becomes a chore and an assignment. Um, yeah. 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 And, and then, and then the other piece is, is we're not prepared in the sense that we didn't take it serious. We didn't believe that it was part of the, it, it was a serious mission. Uh, we didn't, we didn't campaign it to ourselves. And that's why I said like, what's the most important thing for also educating our people? Cause this, what we don't, what we fail to realize is, and this is just in my experience, like doing this, right? So like these two weeks more than any other time throughout the year, are the most opportune times for you to really showcase your talents, who you are, what you're about, because what they, what, what, what we don't, what we forget is, uh, the kids, man, they're the most impressionable, right? Oh yeah. And if we, if we, if yeah. And if we captivate those kids, they nag the shit out of their parents. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, you know, about how awesome, uh, Oh man, you know, the fire department and I, daddy, can I go to the firehouse? Daddy, can we see the fire? Mommy, can I see the fire trucks? And, and that, then that invites them to come and see us. And, and these are our stakeholders. These are the people that, you know, we then get to sneak those, those conversations in of like, yeah, you know, like this is our situation right now. We're hoping to be able to get this. Oh, are you serious? You guys need that? You know? Yeah. Oh, well I know a person. And, and that's how like, and that's where we really need to be bought in on, on how we look just pristine during those two weeks leading up to. And that's why the educational piece outside of the year long with the stakeholders, but also to our own people inside of our fire departments is making them believe that this is important because not only is the education piece important for the safety and well-being of people, right. But also the mission marketing piece. So, so that's what I I just wanted to to tie into that. And I know you're going to jump right in. So I just wanted to say like, what are some of the positive impacts that the fire department gets during fire prevention week, like with the mission marketing and the public life safety? Uh, and mission marketing is huge. You know, we're there, we're, we're promoting who we are, you know, what is our mission? What's our vision? You know, where are we now? Where do we want to go into the future? And we need to promote that to the public. You know, it's, it's not so much in, in, in the federal government. We where we work, uh, but most definitely out in, you know, a municipality or, a career municipality or, or volunteer fire department, they're there, they're out. They need to promote, <coughs> excuse me, to those town council people, uh, you know, uh, it allows them to, to uh, develop a rapport and get buy-in from those, those external stakeholders because when it's time to come vote for that new ladder truck or add additional staffing, you know, you, you take any opportunity you can do to, to have those discussions with those people. I mean, I know we're getting a little bit off topic in regards to fire prevention, but we're talking about mission marketing, and, and that's a big thing. You know, we need to get buy-in. Everybody should be on the same page and know where, where we are and where we're going. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, Highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. Right. And, you know, and, and it, it's not necessarily that it's off topic. Like, I, I, I want people to understand, like, the, the Fire Prevention Week is so important in general. Right. So like the, the purpose of it, the reason behind it, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second, but just for, for the listener, I don't want people to look at these two weeks as a pain in the ass of like, what's the theme? We got to get guys out to the schools. Uh, we're going to be handing out who's handing out, you know, uh, I think that people have dete- that, uh, smoke detectors and some people might have that attitude of, of, of like that because they're, they're only looking at it from one side. They're looking at it right. from, the, from the suppression aspect of it. And, hey, we're just here to go out and mitigate an emergency, you know, whether it be a structural fire, whether it be smells and bells or, or whatever. 
you know, and they need to look at the full circle is that, you know, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but fire prevention is the way for the future here for the fire service. You know, that that's the way between that and EMS, you know, uh, that's going to be, that's the, that's where we're going. And, and you need mm-hmm. to get buy-in from your internal people so we can have the successful outcome and presenting to our, our community, our external partners. Right. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's another thing that, you know, like I, like I've I've seen this uh, firsthand just from us working together, yeah, the whole nomads, you know, thing. Now, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but no, but 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 seriously, like it doesn't matter how many people. So if you have, because not everybody has an organized fire prevention branch. So, but let's just for sake of discussion, let's just say you do. Okay, so if you have one, whether it's it consists of two, three, six people. That is a third of your organization. It is literally a third. It doesn't matter the quant- the, qual- uh, the quantity of people in there. It's what they do, what they're responsible for. You know, so. Um, yeah, when you that, when you look at you, you're right. A third of an organization. If you if just to bring it into context, if you had, you know, three pillars holding up a building it's prevention, suppression and training. Right. You know, it's just those are they're intricate parts of the fire department. Right. Right. And I, and I think that that's what people need to understand. That's why I wanted to have you on and, and have this as part of the show is like this prevention piece is, is, is equally as important. You know, it's always nice to talk about the sexy stuff, you know, the salt and, and seeing fire. Cause that's, that's the shit that gets us off. That's the cool part about our job. Right. Uh, but you know, how do we continue to, 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 to have that piece of fun and to get people uh, how do we continue to recruit people and educate people? You know, that's why I say like that's through your fire prevention team. You know, that's through the people that are literally out there talking to the public. Uh, and they're also our, our SMEs in regard to like, we need something. So we got to convince the bean counters of this need, right? That we need for ops and suppression. Right. Who, who do we ask to get us the data? Fire prevention. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so they keep the ops people in business. And, and, and yet they're, you know, it's like, well, you know, like, oh, well, they're not like, no, they're, they're, they're very much part of the organization that they're, they're a third of your organization. You know, like it topples over if one of those three pillars falls off, you know? Correct. Correct. <clears throat> no. So I, I just, I want, like I said, I, I, I just wanted that. I want people to understand that, like, you know, um, these two weeks are extremely important for us to take serious because it is, it is a, is that opportunity for us to, to gauge our public, to market our missions, to educate uh, the public, um, you know, to, to captivate the kids because the kids then, you know, they're impressionable. So then they bring that support with their parents. Um, it's also an opportunity for us to get on our game. You know, uh, you, you start to understand the value and importance of fire prevention start to understand, you know, like why it exists. Right. Um, so while we were doing this, I was just looking up just to make sure that we, you know, we knew it. So is, uh, the, the fire, the great Chicago fire was, uh, in 1871, October 8th, it burned from 18, uh, October 8th to October 10th, 1871. Right. So, you know, understanding why that week exists and then where we've come be as a result of it since, and, and, you know, kind of gives like some perspective of like how we have evolved out of necessity for uh, preparedness tragedy. through tragedy, of course. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like what we've done, like through, now we're more prepared. We, be, we, we regularly try to become more prepared. We regularly or argue that we need to be more progressive rather than regressive. Right. Um, though the very nature of our existence and, and fire prevention and code is, 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 uh, out of uh, re- reactivity, still we find ways to be pr- progressive to these things. We find ways to to um, educate ourselves, grow, uh, educate our our our, uh, our public, our people, and in the training world, uh, you know whether you're an instructor or training officer, whatever it is, you know, uh, understanding this fire prevention stuff is important. That's why you know. Remember, I don't I don't know if you're still doing. I'm sure you know you guys still do it. Different does a decent job over there. But, uh, you know, 
when I was there, like, remember we, we, you and I would talk about different training topics and stuff like that. That was nice because you had a background in, in multiple things, but then you would do building construction. You would do fire inspection procedures. We would teach that to our guys. We used to do those right. in the winter months because we weren't out pulling hose and stuff. Right. So we would do those when we had classroom time. We did it every year, you know, um, because that, that stuff's important. Like people have this mindset that that's, oh, well, that's the fire prevention side. You know, like, no, it's not like firefighters no. need to know building uh, construction. Two of the most important things they knew, fire dynamics and building construction are the two top topics that a basic firefighter needs to have. A, it needs to be as, as sharp as a razor blade with those things. Right. And people, hey, right. You're 100%. They, they kind of they kind of fall to the wayside, I think, because it's not the sexy thing. You know, and, yeah. and it's important. It's important. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, that's just, you know, like some of the things that like, I just, I want people to understand, you know, the audience that's listening and, 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 and people are watching or whatever is just like, you know, th this stuff needs to be taken serious. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate that the show airs, uh, you know, uh, during fire prevention week for, for, for this month. Right. It's like captivate, your audience and capitalize on this opportunity. Like you said, you know, you used to do this all year long, educating people and, and staying up on your game, but don't, don't make fire prevention week a chore, you know, use this as an opportunity to, to train the public, educate the public and be on your game so that, you know, they know who we are. We're not just the people so that then they don't only see us those two weeks a year. You know, be so monumental that that now that it's like a, a year lifelong th thing, you know, and also it goes down to like forming partners with 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 people in the community. You know, after you left, we you know, we formed a partnership where we do monthly events with uh, autistic children on the installation. You know, and we take that opportunity to spend time with them, let them see who we are. We tell them who, you know. They know us. We know them. They might not know our names, but they recognize the faces, you know, and they have an understanding of what we're the, what we do and why we're there, you know. And we're com we're compassionate to them, and we we hang out, and we have a good time, you know. It's really and and that's not that's just one of the instances where you know I said that fire prevention is all year long. That's just one group that we've established rapport with that I think it's it's been a huge success, you know. It's it go it goes back to the mission marketing. You know, we're, we're out there. You know, we're promoting ourselves, what we do. You know, we just don't sit in lounge chairs all day and uh, respond to emergencies. You know, there's there's way more involved than that. Right. Uh, right. You know, that is that's unfortunate. That's the, the, the public's perception of it. And, and even sometimes our, our, our the people that uh, financially support us perception. Right. Right. You know, I love that that you guys are doing that. I did not know that. Uh, so that's awesome. One of the things that we're doing here. Um, so I got one of these guys, uh, Nate, that works here. Uh, he he came up with this idea and, and it's it's really it's really done well. So we have you know uh, uh, the uh, the daycare center. Right. And um, he does like this once a month. Uh, the firefighters read to the kids. Yeah. And. And, and, you know, we send a, a crew up there and they read, you know, uh, a couple of the guys will read two or three books to the kids in, in a couple of the different you, classrooms you, and whatnot. Is that through Army Community Service? No, no. Uh, we, I mean, we, we probably could, but no, this is just like we did uh, a drill there and the guy, Nate, was like, hey, you know, so that when we're coming here, the kids aren't scared of us. Right. Um, would you be open to like if we just came and like read some Dr. Seuss books or something and the, the, the CDC people, the daycare people, they were like, yeah, like that would be so great. And we just kind of did it on our own with them and us. And and uh, it's been low key. But now now, uh, you know, our public affairs people have, have caught in wind of it. So now they want to do a story on it, which is right. awesome. Like that's a, this is like, uh, you know, like we didn't even intend on that. Right. And now, like they're going to do a story here, I think, next week or whatever, which is perfect. It's during fire prevention week. And we're going to be reading to kids, you know, and she's going to do a story on it. So it's like, this is great, you know, especially during the financial troubles that we're dealing with right now, you know, and, 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 the, and the new fiscal year budget coming out. And it's like, I mean, like, this is like, you know, I put this guy in for an award 
And he didn't even, that wasn't even what he was looking for just because this was like, why didn't we think of this? Like what a way to gauge our people. That's innovative thinking, man. That's progressive. That's that's what you want your people to do is to come up with new ideas like that to promote the organization. Right. It gets when they see that, you know, and, and you consistently do it, it. It has positive outcomes and you get buy in, you get buy in, <coughs> you get buy in internally, which makes it more successful for your organization. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, it takes and not to be cliche. Like the NFL, you know, oh, it takes all of us. But like a, in this aspect, it does. It, it takes all of us, you know. Yeah. No, but it does. It, 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 it absolutely takes all of us. And that's how you, you do. Because the other thing is, is once that stuff – so like I'll tell you, you know, like this this reading thing, right? So like when, when Nate started it, uh, I don't remember, like like back in May or something, something like that. It was like, you know, like the guys were like, I'm not going out there. You know, like, I have to do this. And it has gotten so much buzz that now, like, nobody's saying no. Like, like you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Let's go out there, you know. So so it's like that stuff almost naturally works itself out. I always say that, like, you know, everybody wants to be popular r- regardless of their mod- they're, they're trying to be modest or whatever. Like, And when you see this thing that is gaining some notoriety, you no longer are opposed to it. Now, there's always going to be those couple. We, you, right. you know, you're always going to have nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be the 10 percenters, but for the most part, like it, it starts to really gain its own kind of following. And, and the thing is, is that's technically a, you know, life safety, education, public education, fire prevention thing. It, it that is. We're, that we're doing this through, you know, it and is. they don't realize it, it you know, it's yeah. like how important that is. That rapport that they're developing, you know, it just, they might not know names, but they're going to recognize faces, and, and it's going to make it that much easier when you go there for, you know, a, a medical emergency, you know, where they're going to feel more comfortable and they'll recognize the people that are there. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, one of the things that I I, I typically uh, cover in here. Um, and I know, you know, you're familiar with it. So I always ask this thing, um, is in all that you're doing, you know, with your life, with, with the, with the girls, with Julie, with West Point, with your fire service career, everything, right. Uh, what legacy would you like to leave behind? That's tough, man. You know that. <laughs> but I'm, everybody I'm, says that. I'm a modest dude. You know, I just, uh, if I could leave the organization one thing better than when I started, uh, I think that that would be, that would make my career, you know, and I know that I was influential in, you know, some pretty significant things that have transpired, but just one thing and I'll be happy, you know, Treating people as you know, having an understanding that the, the, the guys that are below me that are going to potentially move into my position, don't forget where you came from. You know, treat people as you wish to be treated. Um, please and thank you are pretty big with me. You know, I, I think that motivates people a lot and they appreciate it. And it, it, it continues to allow them to uh, want to be around you. You know, uh, just making it a little bit better than when you originally started, you know, that, that would be, I guess, I don't know if I answered it like, you know, that was what you wanted to hear, but I'm pretty there's no straight. wrong way to answer this. No, question. There, there is, there's no wrong way, you know, and it's just, it's, that's a tough question. You know, that's I know. A, that's, that's a, why, that's, that's a, why I have it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll say before before I I, I I give you the floor one last time. So I'll say this, and I'm not going to get overly sentimental, Audrey, because I you know. So um, you have already sealed a legacy for me. So like just for 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 me personally speaking, right? So like not even just the, the stuff we covered. Uh, just to 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 kind of end it with like. So they say, you know, you got mentors, right? So you have uh, coaches and mentors. Uh, coaches, uh, they, they deal with stuff now. Mentors are for the long haul. Um, that 
for your legacy, for me just personally, right? So I had a hard time getting up there. So I, uh, when I was up at West Point, so I was thrust into a position, um, that I thought I knew and I grew, I grew into, um, if it wasn't for support from people like yourself, you didn't have to be there for me. Uh, I was an outsider. Um, it wasn't for people that like yourself that, um, kept me grounded. You know, I, I, I to this day, uh, remember you saying stick to your convictions and, and it's always resonated with me and I appreciate it. Um, we go through shit in our career. Um, that even the most what could be perceived as minuscule to others you know that a thing where you like not everybody knows what everybody else is going through right so like i was away from my family i had a newborn kid um and i wasn't uh meshing well with a couple of different egos that you still work with um and it was tough and and you you were always uh there for me and and i'm always going to appreciate the shit out of that uh, i'm always going to remember it forever and you know the please and thank you thing i know that that's always been something that you you know you you appreciated and expected from others um yeah you know, i'll just say Every day, somebody has the opportunity to have a monumental, lifelong impact on somebody, and they don't even realize that that's what makes it beautiful, and that's what makes it genuine. It's like the question. Like, I ask the question because it's it throws people off, and it puts them on the spot. So, um, from the bottom of my heart, I want to tell you thank you, and for the listener, I want them to understand that um, sometimes it's fun to break balls. Um, because this is what we do. And other times, uh, you don't know what somebody's going through. And when you, when you, when you fuck with people and bully them, you could throw them off. And that's where people like you can, you know, come in handy. I've had a lot of amazing opportunities in my life and in our profession to continue to grow and do these awesome things. Um, that are attributed to people like yourself who, who didn't allow me to, to regress or set back or, or give up. So, um, I already know personally for me, what your legacy is for me. Um, but I just want to tell you, I love you and I appreciate you. And, and I know it was hard when I left when, you know, uh, you didn't want to say goodbye. Um, you know, so I appreciate you, man. I miss you every day. It was Batman and Robin, you know, the picture I'm going to use for the show. Uh, that they're going to use to market was the picture of you and I at the Newburgh fire. I I just, you know, you were my guy, man. You were my partner in crime, man. Plus you you never say goodbye. You say so long. Right. Uh, And it's just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll meet again and we have, and we'll interact until we can't interact anymore. Right. It just goes back to the basics, you know, treat people as you wish to be treated. And and if you have that mindset throughout life, I, I think that, you know, you're going to get along with people. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so other than that, all this awesome stuff you've shared, so are there any other final words from you that you would like to, to put out, pass on, anything like that? Floor is yours. No, I just, just thank you. I mean, this was an awesome opportunity. Um, it was a learning experience for me. You know, you got me out of my shell. I'm, I'm yeah. talking, you know, it's difficult. It's not difficult for me, but, you know, I'm a virgin, like I said before. So I, this was definitely a unique experience that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. it wasn't hard. Just I took the leap, wasn't afraid of it, and glad I did it. And uh, thank you. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. So, so uh, uh, one more thing. So I got the show five years ago, and you uh, were – there to see me do these many times yeah. uh, while I'd be up at I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So that's what I'm saying. So so to have you finally on, I love it. You know, I love that um that we're able to do it and 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 it just made it awesome. And and then just and just because of what what I really appreciate other than just knowing how long it took for us to get you to to do this, but just 
just that is like it, it even it was so fitting that the show just fell during this time that you have this level of expertise and responsibility for that we could we could talk about that that could be part of the theme other than just all the other cool stuff we covered which right, is that right. you know is that fire prevention stuff and the, the fire prevention week thing so i do man i appreciate you you know i love you i miss you and uh, hopefully i see you um November 11th. Don't forget. I want to see if we can get tickets. Uh, I want to get me and Michael to get up to the game up there. So, okay. Um, but but yeah, hopefully we get up there and and go Army beat Navy and and thank you yeah. for for being the brother that you are, man. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Absolutely. All right, everybody. This is Dave McGlynn with uh, Fire Engineering Podcast, the training officer, and wish you all the best. Stay safe and train hard. IFSTA is dedicated to updating firefighting techniques and safety through the creation of our manuals, apps, curriculum, resource one, and more. Our high-quality, technically accurate, and affordable training and education materials have made us a worldwide leader of the fire service. Visit us at ifsta.org for more information. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of enforced technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit TenkataFabrics.com slash Flex 7. Flex 7, powered by enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its Fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.